Andy, please cut that out. Thank you. Maybe. Oh, don't be a dad. I'm ready to walk out. <laughs> I'm ready. It's because you don't have a shirt. You can't come back if you don't have a shirt. If you walk out, once you're gone, you're gone. <sighs> and Andy's gone already. <laughs> You press play on the intro music, and he fucks off. Hi, and welcome to the episode 109 of the Unusual Suspect. Oh, that's why. Oh, Sorry. it's here, it's here. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. How much better so is let- that? Okay, let's give context before we carry on. Um, so Andy went out of frame for a minute, and I thought he just left. <laughs> Literally, as Dan played um, the intro music. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. True. And he said his his birthday present hadn't arrived, and he was telling a lie. The fucking bastard. He actually. I didn't say it hadn't arrived. I just agreed <gasps> when you said you hope it turns up soon. Why are you walking away now? What the fuck is going on? Did everyone get a present? <laughs> what the fuck. Penny's gone now. I've never had two people leave in the first five seconds or a couple of seconds at least. Towards the end, yes, but not at the start. Um, I forgot, I forgot. I got one too. <laughs> Why are you fucking wearing? That's how I shirt day. Dan didn't get the memo. I forgot. So for Andy's birthday, Andy loves a Hawaiian shirt. And on uh, little Milo's birthday, he wore a Hawaiian shirt with a taco cat on it. But mm-hmm. for his birthday, we got him a Hawaiian shirt with his own cat's face on it. It's got lovely Marceline's face on it. I tell you what, she looks absolutely outrageous. She Doesn't is she? She looks fabulous. such a handsome cat. She is. When uh, Kat sent me the picture, mm. I was like, it's the most beautiful picture of her I've ever seen. I know. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. And Pen, uh, your shirt is also equally, equally stunning. Would you like to explain your shirt, Penny? <laughs> so I worked at Leeds Festival last weekend, and because we're fancy pants and have work in the guest area there was a mcdonald's truck which was great and awful because i ate so many free mcdonald's fries i put back on all the weight that i lost um but i also got a free shirt i have a lovely is it still a hawaiian it's not really a hawaiian shirt i don't know i mean it counts it's the same sort of vibe isn't it it's like a pastel blue with big uh sort of cartoony looking red cartons of fries i like yeah. it dan what are you wearing oh the same pink hoodie same as pink always hoodie you always wear <laughs> I didn't know this was a fucking drop dead gorgeous fashion pageant fucking A-L-A-S-K-A. thing going on. A-L-A-S-K-A. Anyway, do you want to introduce what this show is and like what episode we're on? You <laughs> yeah, that, I, I mean, I was trying to fucking do that until you all came in and go, look at me, look at me, ah, look at me. I just me, want to point yeah, out, this shirt's really nice quality from a free one from McDonald's. I mean, this one is also not very nice, like really, Good. really light not, and soft. Not a sponsor either. <laughs> just, just clarifying. But yeah. um, hello, welcome to episode one hundred and nine. Obviously, the fashion show. Uh, later today, we will be talking about Job Dead Gorgeous, which yeah. is Penny's film out of the hat, which coincidentally, uh, that's not even a word. Coincidentally, coincidentally, yeah, that made a new one. That's a new one. Did, Could that, yeah. Should I just make a, the diary of Dan of just new fucking Dan, phrases that come so in? many I think words that, that would be, be in it. Do, do you mean a dictionary? Mm. <laughs> no, but one's Dan's made up. A dantionary. No, it's, it's a book. A daninary. Daninary. Well, that's another that's new it. word. Mm. <laughs> that's <is> Dan. <Dan-inary. laughs> 
<laughs> English is my first language. Um, yeah, so, well, you make it sound like you speak Gaelic all the time. I do. Bullshit. Every day. Bullshit. I wake up and I go, ah, oh, Thomas a Tarchu. Oh, that's not your first language yeah. either, is it? No. Tome on Iliroj on Aeon Shah. That's the least August Irish ta- thing I've ever heard. Yeah. August Tome Neil. I can't remember the word. <laughs> I can speak. I can speak not fluently. I can speak like half. If I pretend, if I went like, you know, when Brits go abroad and they're like, Oh, like, you know. Hola, so, mi know, amigos. Like mm. This episode I, is sponsored by Penny's Microfonas yeah. del Banos. Yeah, like that. There you go. So if ever we do uh, a St. Patrick's Day one, I'll do the entire thing. Oh my God, I can't fucking Gaelic. wait. You've, but you've, we never will. No, the problem is we're now going to organize that. You should yeah. not mention no. that. No, yeah. the, the podcast has to fall on St. Patrick's Day in order for that to happen. Which we'll is keep not, this thing going until mm, it happens, even if we're yeah. like 60. You're, you forget things next week. No, <laughs> you guys forget week. things forget like that. the man who hasn't done his jingle from four episodes ago. It's been done. They've heard it. They have now, unless I put context something in instead. Context is key, Pen, because they won't know what the fuck you're on about. Let, let's be clear. Context is key. But let's move on. <laughs> What have you been watching, Penny? I stuck to Shudder. I finished The Boys. It's excellent. How was it? Oh, good. It was excellent. I enjoyed it very much. Um, Apparently, I was supposed to be shocked at a certain scene, and I didn't even flinch. I I don't think we expected you to be shocked. I think it's more of a spectacle. It was just the way you were like, oh my God, wait till you see the scene. You're going to be voicemailing us as soon as it happens. And I was like... Was it this? And you're like, no, it was this. Well, but maybe that's because your just moral barometer is quite like, <laughs> yeah. different to ours. I don't know, but either um, way, enjoyed that. I watched. Oh, maybe I watched. Um, change I did stick to Shudder. I watched. Uh, we summon the darkness. Sponsoring. Sponsoring. <laughs> God, Come on, Dan. <laughs> Fucking sort it out. English is my first language. Starring a bunch of people whose names I can't say. Alexandra, I also can't read my own handwriting, so this is going well. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> this is what happens when you wear Hawaiian shirts, you get all loose and yeah. free. Yeah. yeah. We summon the darkness starring Alexandra Daddario, Keen Johnson, Maddie Hassan, and Amy Forsyth. It's always got it's also got a little bit of Johnny Knoxville in it. Okay. It was what absolutely it? fine. <laughs> Oh, it's a story about a bunch of teenage girls who like metal music, which is why I watched it. And there are some murders that happen to do with a satanic cult and things ensue. It Man, was- you really sell the horror genre. <laughs> This one was not. You don't, this one's doesn't like, feel like it's been diluted to its lowest point, and everyone's yeah. done the same ideas this, this, over and this over was, again. That, yeah, hmm. this was this was super basic, right? I, yeah, I actually <laughs> recommended it to friend of the podcast Paul, although he doesn't listen. I recommended it to his eleven-year-old child because it's that sort of baby horror. Mm. I think Phoebe's just kind of getting into horror. And I was like, she What's could baby horror. Like, just like it's not y- very scary and it's not very gory, but technically it's still a horror movie. 
Okay. It was recommended to uh, an 11 year old, essentially. I was like, Phoebe could probably, uh, to be fair, I did have to double check how old she was before the podcast after I recommended it. But if she's getting into horror, it's a fairly basic, like, teen horror movie with a little bit of gore like in goosebumps. it. Goosebumps. Yeah, a little bit, little bit more hardcore than Goosebumps, but not much. Uh, it's okay. sort of the middle ground between Goosebumps and Martyrs. Oh my god, no. Martyrs, don't watch Martyrs. A bit nobody, a nobody bit of a watch it. There, but. Don't watch the American one because it's awful, but don't watch the French one because. I've got the French one. I've never watched it. Should we do a The French party? one fucked me up. It was, you know, in movies, like when people are having a scary dream and then they go <gasps> and they like wake up because they've been. Mm. I did that thinking of a scene from Martyrs. It was, yeah, that film messed me up. I do not ever want to watch it again. Thanks. Okay. So, so no to a viewing party? Um, you guys can watch it. I don't really want to watch it I'll again. Watch it. It's really good, but um, yeah, it was just a lot. And then the American one was really tame. Mm. So, but yeah, so if you don't really, because Paul doesn't like horror movies, he gets scared. But I think if he watched this with oh. Phoebe, he'd probably be fine. She's braver than he is. He he can just get shit-faced instead. We That's saw him true. the other week and he got absolutely hammered. Oh my God, I love it. He likes movies you can cry to. He's constantly asking us if anyone's got any movie recommendations that will make him cry. Maybe Martyrs maybe, will make him cry. Yeah, maybe we can recommend him Martyrs and see what happens. I've got a few I can recommend. <laughs> he loves a sad film. Cry. Yeah, it was, abs- it was absolutely fine. If you actually like horror movies, it's probably not worth it, to be honest. But if you don't really like horror movies, it's fairly accessible. Okay. So, so so what 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 made it? What kind what kind of horror film is this? <laughs> like, I told you, like a, te- no idea. Like a teen, a, a shit one. I, I told you a teen, okay. like a teen horror movie uh, revolving around a satanic story. Cult. Like synopsis. What, what what's what's, it, what's the story? Does it build that tension? It. I can't really give you a synopsis without spoiling it. So that's it. It's a bunch of teenage girls that like metal. There's a satanic right. cult, and horror stuff happens. Real music or fake? What do you mean by real music or fake? Licensed music or fake music? I don't know. I didn't recognize it. Oh, okay. Right. It's not really a big part. They just happen to look like goths. Oh, I see. Um, uh, Was it it a good tension builder? Did it look nice? I could see it coming a mile off. (laughs) I love how we're interviewing her. (laughs) (laughs) There's really, honestly, it was absolutely fine. All right, yeah. move on then. Yeah, the actors were fine. It was <laughs> very... Shove it over there. <laughs> we'll never talk about it again. Police came across another grisly murder scene last Ooh, night. Wait, I want to hear that. The walls covered in satanic symbols. Another gruesome ritualistic murder claimed the lives of six people last night following a heavy metal concert that local religious groups were protesting. <laughs> this is supposed to scare other people, not us. So you ready for Soldiers of Satan? Let's go. That's all you get in, because otherwise I can't spoil it. I also watched on Amazon Prime, Ted Bundy yes. Falling for a Killer, which was an incredible five or six part series about the douchebag that is Ted Bundy. There's um, a lot of those now, isn't there? I there mean, how are. many has he had? A lot, because he loads, killed... Yeah. People think he's attractive, which he's not. He was charismatic. That is different. Um, yeah. And he also killed like over 30 women. 
Yeah. And it was pretty fucking brutal. So he gets talked about all the time. Um, Zac Efron played him in a movie, which even though I said Ted Bunny's not attractive, it kind of made sense, but I have not watched it. But well, the- he's a charismatic guy, isn't he? Zac Efron, yeah. so it kind of makes sense. And he's got a, the vague sort of look of him. He does kind of look a bit like him. Yeah. The good thing about this one, oh, good is the right word. It was, it was really good. It was very sad. It was mostly talking to the lady that was Ted Bundy's girlfriend for about four or five years. They were together before he started killing people and then obviously not together when she found out. Um, but they were together for quite a long time. And also her daughter was in it as well so her daughter i don't know how old she was but she she was was kind of eight nine yeah she was yeah youngish yeah so she was like she loved him she was like i was kind of raised by him yeah Mm. and like and like she was saying like how he was sweet and lovely to her and they had a lovely time like things got a bit weird when it turned out he was killing people um but obviously there's all the the shit that goes with that they're like why did he kill them they felt guilty that they didn't know. Um, so I think that's the that. real that's the real mindfuck in it because they would have mm. serious survivor's guilt about not yeah. him not doing them in. Yeah, well, he also right near the end, maybe the last one killed like a twelve year old girl. I don't think yeah. his daughter's ever his daughter, sorry, her daughter has ever really gotten over that either, being like a similar age and because mm. um, it yeah. does it sort of didn't he kill people that looked similar to each other as well. Yeah, they were all kind of pretty <coughs> long-haired, yeah. which I think I think she looked quite similar as well at the time, but I don't think it really had. They didn't really yeah. talk about how it was, um, how that had anything to do with it. No, because it feels like it was um, it was a, a manifestation of his frustrations potentially against the, her and the kid that resulted in the deaths of people who looked similar. Yeah, it was because that would that would mess you up being like, oh, we look kind of similar, and then she yeah. was a bit like, he killed a kid. Did he want to kill me? And yeah, um, it also had a bunch of I say a bunch. There's not that many. A few of the women that survived, um, and then a few of the friends of women that didn't, and the families of women that didn't survive. Um. And obviously, like he he broke into a into a sorority house, and he broke into a couple of houses, killed women, and nobody noticed. Mm. Like they were downstairs. One of them, I think she, I think she was one of the survivors. Yeah, she she was there for like twelve hours until her roommate was like, "Aren't you up yet?" And then found her. Like, so you know, having someone murdered in your own house yeah. and not knowing and all that sort of stuff. And then they also spoke to people that met him afterwards or like people that worked with him. So people like policemen and lawyers and stuff that met him afterwards. And it was really interesting that some of them were like, he didn't, I know it sounds weird, but it's like, he didn't seem like a murderer. He didn't seem to have like brutally, which is obviously that's how they don't get caught for ages because they seem like normal people. But there was a few of these women and they knew he'd kill people and they were like, I can see why women went with him. Like he was very charming and just, she's like, they're like, there's something about him. I can see how he just convinced women to go with him. Yeah. I think that's part of the fascination with him, isn't it? Because even, even after he was, you know, in cuffs, he, he was still chatty and charming to everyone that he met. 
Yeah. You know, he was very manipulative and, and, you know, pretty cerebral, but he still fucking killed a lot of people. Mm. So, yeah, that was, it's not a fun watch. It's a bit of a bummer. Um, it didn't make me very sad, but it was, it was really interesting to see it because that's the kind of what they said is like, it's always about Ted. Yeah. And that's usually what you get with serial killers is usually about the serial killer because yeah. that's the more interesting thing. People want to go, why did he do it? And you know, what was wrong with him and how did yeah. he get this way and blah, blah, blah. But actually to hear from all these women and like, obviously the seventies were different. You know, we don't hitchhike and things anymore. But yeah, right. it was interesting to hear like even now these like and women just being like like she loved him. Like his girlfriend, she loved him, she had no idea, and it was just mm. interesting to to see a different side and get to hear they were very into like the the stories of, of a lot of the women that he that he murdered, so it was nice to hear a bit more about them. So if you are into true crime stuff, I would recommend that one. What was it called? This sounds like Um, a bit of me. Ted Bundy, Falling for a Killer, available on Amazon Prime. Nice. That's going straight on my list. Yeah, it's, uh, it was, I watched it all in like a couple of days. It was really good. Hmm. But also, fuck you, Ted. Yeah, fuck you, Ted. Not not sure he's going to hear that, but I, I agree with the sentiment. He's he's a listener. He's a listener. (laughs) Better fuck it not be. He's not alive still, is he? Penny's going to go over there and break your neck. Now no, he's dead. They, they electric chaired him. Yeah. Which was also interesting because a few women, I think there was a couple of people from um, uh, from the family of one of the murdered girls that was, didn't believe, like some people don't believe in the death penalty. And although I'm a bit uh, skeptical about it because they tend to murder a lot of innocent people. Yeah. If someone killed one of my family i'd be like fucking kill him immediately so well that's what happened to chuck palanoik wasn't it the the right author of fight club mm. and choke he um his dad got murdered in a park oh yeah some some dude was trying to get to uh chuck's dad's partner and killed them both and uh chuck decided to have him put to death and he said he dealt he with was, it by he was allowed to decide I don't think he had the deciding vote, but he was asked oh. what his, oh, what his view on it would was. be. Opinion, yeah. Yeah, and he wrote, the, I think he wrote the book Lullaby um, based mm. on it afterwards as a sort of way to get through the, not necessarily the guilt, but the, the coping of, of how to decide that. Because part of me is like, well, do, you'd want them like rotting in jail forever, but sometimes it doesn't look as bad as it could, you know, jail's not mm. quite as bad as it should be. So I'm a bit, uh, yeah, so that was interesting. <laughs> But also, you know, is is death punishment enough? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. it's a bit no, of an it easy way out. Never will be. But yeah. like, it, 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 the fact it, that it's happened, the crime is is the sad part, and you yeah. can't reverse that. Yeah, but yeah, that's always going to be the sad part. But it sounds you know, like you gotta um, deal with it. Like Damien Eccles from the West Memphis Three, which we have probably talked about. They yeah. were innocent, although technically it says they're not. Two of them were just life in prison, and Damien was on death row and the difference between him being on death row and how he was treated yeah and how the other two were like the other two were like um like studying and getting diplomas and having jobs and and doing all the things you should do to rehabilitate criminals kind of thing but damien was just getting like tortured 
which yeah, you know, yeah, like if you're on death one. row, that's kind of what you want. Because <laughs> if if they'd actually done it, but yeah, if you were just life in prison, and you know they're sitting in there and they're getting three meals a day, and you're they're, you know studying mm. and learning, and I'm like, that's not that's not enough. Well, Eccles was only put on death row because he was a smart mouth, wasn't he? I mean, he he had an at- yeah, a shitty attitude. But all eighteen-year-olds are that's smart that's mouth, the thing. They? He had a shitty attitude, and they they put him away for that. Anyway, that's probably enough murder Dan, talk. Do you have something more <laughs> cheerful? <laughs> do you have a gamer thing that you watched, or is po- what's Postman Pat up to? Don't stereotype me, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I literally just did like 20 I'm, minutes on true crime and horror movies. Yeah, I know. I like that we had, you know, quite a dark se- segment about murder and true crime, and two of us are sitting in very garish white <laughs> shirts. <laughs> the most garish thing I've ever worn on this podcast. The dichotomy between. It was my first night that I went out dancing in Seattle. He said his name was Ted. We were like a family. I just didn't think he could do these things. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Smile, Ted. Well, guys, I'm here to brighten the mood. I watched two summer blockbusters. Very, very big, big films. And I finally watched them. I'm going to tell you about them in a non-spoilery way, but also give you some idea of how good or bad they are. Um... So I watched Nope, oh. which is Jordan Peele's new film, for people who don't know. Is this the one that Penn doesn't want to know anything about? No, I'm not. I'm, I don't care about I mean, she kind of spoiled it for me a little bit, and I didn't want to know. Oh, it was she, you <laughs> that didn't want to know. I couldn't remember. I didn't think I, it was I, a spoiler. I, I, I thought everyone knew it was about not. aliens. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Just done it again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So there's a new one, Jordan Peele. We've talked about it in the past. A uh, guy who made uh, Get Out and Us. Uh, horror films. He likes to make horror films. Uh, you may have known him from Keen Peel, which is a comedy hit show. Um, but now he's making horror films. Um, so yes, this is a film uh, that is about aliens. Spoilers! <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoilers. It's on the poster. It's all over the place. Um, so we got uh, returning is Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Thankfully, I got his second name right. Um, is returning as the main part uh, or the Close main enough. cast as OJ Haywoods, and he basically is sort of um, like a horse. Is a horse wrangler who are the people who um, train horses Cowboy. to be oh. well, tr- people who train horses to be in movie sets. So he basically has a bunch like of a horses handler. that he trains. Yeah, as a handler, hangler. I don't know you, but yeah. Um, so his job is essentially he's got a bunch of horses on this farm. And he is training these horses up to be in movies, as I said. His father used to do it, and he kind of took over the business. And you see a little scene at the start um, about what happened to his dad and why his dad is not doing it anymore. And it gives you some idea of what's to come. And later on, as the film goes on, it gets weirder and weirder. It's very mysterious. You're kind of like, even if you know it's about aliens it's still got that kind of like well what's going on and what does this mean and why is this happening sort of vibe to it it's it's very very first part of the film is very mysterious super creepy Hmm. super 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 creepy i'm really glad (coughs) they made aliens 
creepy again <laughs> because for some time it's always been about oh these guys with big eyes and great Dan's it, had it that keeps, on a hat for a while make aliens creepy again yeah, yeah. I, I'm I miss the days of the X Files and you know you know I miss creepy aliens and I felt like for the past couple of years it's been action aliens with guns walking around with guns is not right you know <laughs> i want aliens hiding in the corner jumping out that kind of alien vibe and stuff and um it does do that for the first hour of the film uh and unfortunately the second hour it falls very flat Aww. and to to the point where i i i would say this might be his weakest film so That's far i'm gonna be honest interesting yeah um i really enjoyed the start of this film this the start of the film is fantastic it, it is very mysterious and it's dark and it builds up this like this mystery about what's going on um and then like the, yeah just the second half of it once this is the problem with a lot of horror films and I, I i'm not just trying to put my iq hat on and go i know everything about the horror films and all this kind of stuff but this is what they do sometimes is that once that mysterious and intrigue is gone usually by the first hour and you start to learn what what's happening that mystery and intrigue and darkness and all that kind of stuff goes away you're no longer scared you know what this is yeah and then it becomes yeah. a different film sometimes and then that's I'll when you it. kind of lose is interest it, a little bit spoilers is it in have you seen insidious yes when you when you see the monster like we all watched that and it was really yeah, creepy and then you see the monster and it fucking looks like darth maul and everyone yeah. just started laughing and you're like oh this is not scary <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, it loses that thing. I think that's why, like, things like... I know a lot of people don't like it, but things like the Babadook... Um, well... I know. It, it, it hides its thing for quite some time, but um, there's a lot of films that do that where it doesn't... It either doesn't reveal or you don't it's see the complete It's scarier in your head, isn't it? Host. Host was a good one. Mm. Uh, when we watched Host, you don't... You really don't see the, the, the thing until the last 10 minutes, and when and you do, even it's then, you don't even terrifying. really see it it was just kind you of you don't a, really see it yeah i don't even remember what it looks like i feel like it was just a shadow yeah you see it for a split second and yeah. then that's it for the entire film and then you never see it again so stuff like that like i think really works but um it it's still interesting mm. i would still if people were going to see it i would say go and watch it um but i i find things in it that were quite interesting uh, more in the start than than the end i i do feel like the the, the ending of the film is going to get a lot of people kind of like what the fuck um but I, I would say out of the three i i would say i'd probably put this in third which is a shame because i was mm. really looking forward to this but um there is still positives to find in it and it will still intrigue people it's a good one to talk about not a good one to to sit and watch the entire <laughs> mm. thing i think I could talk to you about it if you saw it and then we'd be have a good old discussion about the things in it. Um, and there's some unsettling things in it and there's some dark things that I didn't expect. I was like, Jesus. But then again, it's a bit like, uh, there's a few things about characters, intentions as well that I won't get into. But yeah. But um, yeah. That's, that's interesting because Kat and I were going to watch all three of his films and then sort of give ourselves a ranking out of three. Well, you've, seen, of you've seen the other two, right? We've seen Get Out. I don't think we've seen Us. Oh, Us is I my favourite. Us is so good. I put 
us second and get out first. That's how I do it. The other way around. So now you have but to yeah. watch it and be the deciding vote. So yeah, oh, fuck. you you watch. Well, this. I'm going to put nope first. Nope first. <laughs> nope first, and then go that way. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're going to see it, go watch it. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to scare people off it if, and not go. No, don't watch it. It's crap. It, it's like middle of the road. It's absolutely yeah. fine. Mm. Don't set the bar high. Just put it middle of the road, and I think nope. you might find enjoyment out of it. Nope. Interesting. Um, and then the second film I watched, guys, for f- fucking ages, <laughs> since my birthday, uh, been trying to see this fucking uh, film. Uh, and last weekend, I sat down, big bucket of popcorn that I didn't pay for pre-order. <laughs> just made my own. Three months um, old, it was. Three months old three, popcorn. Three months old. It's still pre-order your pre-order popcorn. from before. They've been waiting for you to pick it up. Yeah. yeah. They can't afford they to make more. Just sat there. Just sat there. Dan's um, I finally watched Top Gun Maverick, of course, the hit blockbuster of the year. Just being everything. Who would have known that nostalgia would win everything? Oh, wait, I knew. Now, hang on. Now, hang on. <laughs> we recently talked about Top Gun and Compare and Contrast, where Andy watched a very old film called Top Gun. I watched Top Gun, mm. uh, but I have seen it before. Um, and I, re- I kind of said on there, Top Gun is not really a good film. Like, it's sort of like... It, it, I mean, for it, some people who probably saw it back in the day, it was like, it's that got, still got that nostalgia vibes ringing out. It's a cult, kind of cult classic-y film, I would say. Maybe. I think in the same way that Dirty Dancing is, it's like an overly camp, yeah. sort of, over-the-top. Yes. But America. neither of them are... Yeah. Yeah. Good. And... The, <laughs> sure yeah i would agree yeah, yeah, sure. i agree you know, they're not they're, i was gonna say citizen kane but i've never seen it yeah, yeah they're, they're like sort a, of the trashy popcorn films aimed yeah, like at a nice, very specific nice market yes yeah. you yeah, know yeah. either the the sort of lonely sad girl who likes to dance or the fucking american they're both so really anyway. fun and really cheesy but they've both got like a really dark bit in them i've just realized what's the dark bit in top gun uh when oh, go- moose goose gets his head smashed goose. in goose moose. gets his head smashed in how dare you that's the best <laughs> yeah. bit that's the funniest that's the bit. only bit i've seen but no. in dirty dancing someone yeah. has an abortion and it's really awkward <sighs> yeah um so top gun maverick surprised us all when we all heard oh my god this film is the greatest film of all time everyone should see it and we all three of us haven't seen it yet except for dan now um it's fucking great (laughs) it's really really good believe the hype is all i'm saying i i don't tom cruise aside from the scientology (laughs) stuff let's just put that to one side and the teeth Tom Cruise is fucking great. <laughs> He's really good. I I know I'm a bit of, I'm a bit of a homer when it comes to this because I love Mission Impossible and I've seen all the Mission Impossible films and I love him in that and you know, but yeah. this film is like to do what he's doing at this age and to fucking fly a fucking jet by the way and get everyone else to fly a jet and mm. film it like there like there's no. There is CGI in this, but it's, it is minimal. And when you get into the scenes when they're flying and stuff, it is just like real breathtaking kind of shit going on. It's great. It's fucking fantastic. It, it's, it is a film that I would say it, it, it's hard to describe. So it like, it uses the story from the first one quite a bit. So the main kind of story is Tom Cruise 30 years later 
as in real life, goes back to Top Gun school uh, for reasons. <laughs> but he's going school. there. Top Gun's the flight academy. It's Top Gun school. Um, but he's going there this time as an instructor, not as a person who's training on there like he was in the first film. He's going back there as an instructor to assemble a team um, that needs to do a very important uh, mission for the, the Navy and stuff. And he has to pick three people or four people out of like eight eight people or whatever. Uh, one of the people in this on the recruits and they're the best of the best. This is kid kind of fucking Is Goose's kid. Yes. Of course it well. is. Yeah. And now that sounds he very cheesy. just as gay as that movie did in the... He's got stuff. the same look for a reason because he's trying to... Sh- yeah. He has to look like his dad from the 80s. <laughs> he does look his dad. He's got yeah. the moustache. He's got everything. Yeah. Do the yeah. other recruits also have to have bird names? Like, is there a turkey and a... I don't know pheasant. Well, do you want to do you want to know the the names? Would you like to know the new names for the for the yeah. new recruits? I've got yeah, go on them. So, so Goose is Rooster. Oh, what? Rooster, but he's already got right. a bird name. Yeah, he's Goose Junior. Goose Rooster. Goose Rooster. <laughs> Why don't they just call him Gooster? <laughs> um, that's that shouldn't have made me laugh. <laughs> there's, there's, he's not a recruit, but he's kind of like the the boss. Uh, John Hamm is in this, and he's called Cyclone. <laughs> We should have just called him Hammerconda. Love it. Yeah, I'm Hammaconda. disappointed. I'm disappointed in John Hamm. He's better than this. He is. Uh, we got uh, Monica Barbaro, and she's Phoenix, which is a cool name. Uh, we got Lewis Pullman, who's Bob. There's a whole joke about him being Bob in the film, which is quite funny. Hmm. Uh, Jay Ellis is Payback. Uh, Danny uh, Ramirez is uh, Fanboy. And Glenn oh, Powell is Hangman. What would our so, plain names be? Recruits. Kind of bin lid. That's well, hacker name. We discussed this last time. I think it'd be this. I, I, I feel like I'd still have to stick with bin lid. <laughs> That's a name that just won't die for me. Imagine if yeah, they were like, like "Why is people call you bin? Like you're a pilot?" And they're like, "Why do people call you bin lid?" He's like, "Because I'm also a hacker." <laughs> <laughs> I think Dan would. We'd have to call Dan Magic Man just so when they're like, <laughs> "Oh, oh you say, are you a magician?" And he's like, "No, I fucking no. I am. I am." Magicians <laughs> are fucking liars. Magic ain't. <laughs> magic is fake. Watch this; it's real. Can I just be Petty Bennett still? Whatever you want to be, you could be there is Petty someone Bennett. Called Pen- there is someone called Penny in this film, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you can be her, and that is Jennifer Connelly, who does return. Is that her uh, name, or is that her nickname? Is her name like Beth, and then they call her Penny? Her name is Penny Benjamin. She was <laughs> oh. in the first film. Penny She's Benny. It's film. a double Penny, Penny Benny scenario. Anyway, can I talk about this fucking film instead of talking about people's names? Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It uses some of the things, obviously, from the first one, but doesn't... It, 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 if you haven't seen the first one, it kind of explains the relationship okay. of Goose and Maverick and all that anyway. So you don't really... Like, I watched it with my other half. She never saw the first one, and she she knew what was going on. So she w- it doesn't... Need she she worked out early on that they were fucking, right? <laughs> sure. Did they play gay volleyball again i'm not gonna spoil it there's there's throwbacks there's there's these <laughs> yes. i well <laughs> i i hope they were playing gay i nearly said gay i didn't mean gay but just very camp fifa it's <laughs> a beauty just sweaty fifa oh yes that's it that's it for me it's a beauty table football and tiny shorts you're taking the piss out of what could be the best film of the year right now no <laughs> it's not gonna get my vote i mean i what's the one film everyone talked about this year is everything everywhere all at once yeah 
Well, that too, but I would say bigger wise, I would say it would be Tottenham. But anyway, look, 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 look. So he uses stuff from the first film and, and that is kind of integrated into the story and stuff. Um, what's really cool about it is that it feels like an 80s film in the 2000s. That's how, that's why it's great. Because as well as that, it's not using the CGI as well, which kind of, as I said before, but it doesn't just go for like, you know, playing this, the music, even though the music's there and stuff, it, it sort of feels like some people would think of it as like a sequel. It, it feels like just an, like a reboot in a way. It is a sequel, but it feels like. Is it a recall? That's a thing now. Well, they're taking things from Top Gun that kind of works, even though they were cheesy. They, they're, that's what they were kind of remembered for. And then just dialed it back at, a little bit. And then hmm. towards the end of the film, the tone completely changes and you get into it a lot more than you did with the first one. Yes. And it's a lot more serious. There's a lot more like emotion to it. Genuinely, like the last scene is one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in my life. In an action film. The last scene is... Does Moose get smushed? Shut mm. up. It's genuinely like one of the best things. Does uh, Kenny Loggins turn up and start oh smashing on about the dangers? Why is it when I talk about film, <laughs> I don't interrupt you guys, but when, like, you know... What, because so, your content uh, is so just, good, Dan. We have other things to say. Yeah. No. We've got questions. Yeah. Like, is there Kenny Loggins in the soundtrack? No. Uh, Are you well, fucking serious? Oh, I'm definitely not watching well, it now. You're gonna, you're gonna, uh, uh, you're gonna have to find. You're gonna have to watch no, it. No, fuck that. I'll giggle the soundtrack. <laughs> well, some people might want to watch it, Andy, and, f- and find out for themselves. There is a couple of surprises in there, Easter eggs, as I said, that were in there. Some good old feel-good moments. Some good old sad old feel-good moments. So it's full of surprises. I enjoyed it heavily. It's two hours ten. It flew by. I wanted it to go on forever. It was fantastic. <laughs> it flew by. I see what no. you did there, sir. For once, some- oh. I'm going to say two hours ten was an acceptable length nice. for a film. So there you go. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. just want to manage the expectations. I have some breaking news. Beep, 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 Oh, wait. Wait. Do you have one? This better be worth it. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. Penny with breaking news. According to Facebook, friend of the podcast, Liam, has just watched Nope with other friend of the podcast, Lindsay, and they thought it was fucking brilliant. That was the news at 10. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely wasn't worth the music. I like that most news networks outside of, you know, Fox report fact. (laughs) You've just reported, I guess, actually, I was going to say you've reported an opinion, but you have reported the fact that it was on facebook seen it yeah oh interesting well you've outdone me i just thought it was relevant you're like the new rupert murdoch oh can i have his money Mm, nope don't know (laughs) don't know i'll take it (laughs) drop dead gorgeous is a film out of the hat this week chosen by penny it is a 1999 film 
who thought it. I've chosen my pen. Um, starring Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards, uh, a young Amy Adams. A first I, I think role. it was the, yeah, yeah the first thing she's ever done. She's Brit- pretty good. In this. Brittany Murphy. Yeah. I miss Brittany her Murphy. so much. Yeah. I think the most important character in it is played by um, Alison Janney. Yes. So I've got a real director. soft spot for her, and I, I can't tell you why. I just love I her. I love her too. Kirsty Alley, before she was also a bad Scientologist. Nope. Nope. She was already a Scientologist. Oh, then. yeah, but we didn't know she was bad in the 90s. Oh, that's true. What, is, what has she done that's bad? Because I was trying to work it out. bad? I can't remember what it was. Oh, I just think like she did that thing that a lot of Scientologists do and then just come out and be extra Scientology. People, you know, you know, they're like quietly Scientologists and then they come out and then they're loud ones and everyone's like, ah, <laughs> uh, no. I think she was probably pretty bad then. I mean, she uh, refused to do any... Well, she refused to do any fittings of the, uh, yes. the clothes and had them sent to the Scientology, I don't know, steeple. Uh, to do that, I think I, I think she Cruise. doesn't like. Um, <laughs> you know, I went to that Scientology muse- museum, Psychiatry and Industry of Death. I think she's a big fan of that. Like she believes in all that sort of stuff. I also really enjoy uh, Ellen Barkin in this as well. Who she is was good. her mum? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we get uh, a nice little <laughs> intro with uh, Adam the West, who I didn't expect. Oh, I love are. Adam um, West. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Slow your horses. So there is a warning here because uh, it is a 90s film <laughs> and some you, things you described. Can't. I mean, we didn't make the film. All no. right, let's just get this You couldn't away. make didn't this make film. film today. Yeah. So, and just remember that the things we describe are a thing in a film that was made in whatever and... You know that's just the way it is, and that's just facts. So sorry for but we're any not endorsing them. That we will allude to. We're sorry to. for any slurs or anything stereotypes, <laughs> stereotypes, whatever conditions, anything we may refer to. But it is a fact in this film. If so, you are offended by on. us saying any of these things, don't watch this movie. Fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> and that. <laughs> um, so we get it. We get an intro uh, with Adam West. Adam West. Adam Wee. Jiminy Jokers. Um, what? <clears throat> how so, dare um, you say his name like that? That's how they say it in Family Guy. Adam Wee. Oh. Um, so, Adam West is uh, promoting uh, the pageantry. I forgot the name of it, Pen. What's the, the name Mon- of it? Oh, I, have to, I feel like I need Mount to say Rose. his mount, but I want to say it in a weird Wisconsin Sarah accent. Rose Cosmetics Monroe. Mount yeah. Rose American Team Princess Pageant Beauty Pageant. Yes. <laughs> That's where I was getting to. Mount Rose the full American. <laughs> can't do the accent either. Okay. So, yeah, he's a, he's introducing. There's a little bit of an advert. I like the bit where they kind of ad libbed his voice. Like the name. Like, like they put yeah. in a different name for every. <laughs> like, dubbed it over. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in 1995. Mount Rose, Minnesota is preparing for the annual, as I said, Sarah Rose Cosmetics Mount Rose Teenage American Team Princess Pageant Beauty Pageant. And we meet ambitious Amber Atkins. Hi, I'm Amber Atkins. And uh, she is the main person played by Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, Dunst, who is, uh, we'll, we'll call as the... the, the Actor's name. Uh, well, no. Okay. She... 
as a character, she is the the simple, not the simple. She's the plain one that has no. She lives in a trailer. She, her mom drinks too yeah. much. She works as a, a makeup artist for she's a trying funeral to home, a and she's trying to yes. do the pageant to get out of Melrose. She's yeah, that but she, stereotype. Sure, she's she's the she's very clearly the main person in this that you know has had not necessarily the greatest you know. I would say life, she's but. she's the one who's the most relatable out of all of them. And sure. most likable. And most likable. Really? Yeah. Do you not agree? So she is an optimist, and she signs up to follow in the footsteps of her idol, Diane Sawyer, uh, is a real person, right? She is a journalist, Correct, yes. 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 Was she... I don't think this was a real pageant, but I don't know if she did pageants. I believe she did. She did, okay. I believe so. This was written by... Uh, a lady whose name I've written down in the notes, but somewhere else. Lona Williams. Lona Williams. She, it was based on some of her experiences in pageants. And she actually played the third judge when we get there. Correct. Oh, okay. She was not allowed a speaking part. She wanted to be someone else in it. And the director told her she was too old. I was going to say, yeah. Her mother, Annette, is a former uh, contestant. Amber works after school in the... Mourn the Mourn, uh, applying makeup to corpses. And they also, as you said, live in a small trailer near their friend, Loretta, which is a very Minnesota name, I guess. I don't know. I've never been to Minnesota. I just assume <laughs> Loretta. I've heard Loretta. Um, just making shit up again. I really <laughs> like it. Why not? I, that's what I do. That's what I do best. Uh, fellow contestant Rebecca slash Becky Lehman is Ooh. the daughter of the richest man alive. You know <laughs> I don't what? know if he's the richest man alive. He's the richest man in the he's town. He's just the richest really. person in, town, in her town. In town. I read that wrong. Read Played that by wrong. Denise Richards. I love Denise Richards. I think because she was in, um, fuck, was it 007, Andy, I'm thinking? Uh, yeah yeah i think when i first the world is not enough i first saw her in 007 i fell in love with her i feel like she's very typecast she is yeah so she's very good at what she does including this one yeah i think she is she she was um i think 29 in this film oh really was she and they're supposed to be 17 yeah 29 Kirsten dunce was quite young in this she was 19 So, uh, the wife of the family, uh, Gladys Lehman, is the head of the pageant organizing committee and former winner as well. We're Played by Kirsty Alley. Played by Kirsty Alley, thank you. Business connections between the furniture store and the pageant judges may cause cause many to fear the con- contest. I did think it weird. was weird that she was allowed to host it. I mean, None technically, of this makes she's, sense. she's yeah. not a judge, but I still thought it was a bit weird that she was allowed to be involved. Yeah, she shouldn't have been. Yeah. So the film goes one by one, kind of giving a personal profile of each of the contestants and judges. So we're going to do the same. We're going to take a, a quick five yes. and we're going to go one by one oh, before face. we go into the story. Before we go into the story again. So we already talked about Amber. We've already talked about Becky. Becky, I would say she's uh, she's in the gun club when we see her she's doing her little profile. She's the mean girl. She's the top yeah. mean girl. She's she the Regina the- George. Redneck yes. Regina George. She got nine mil for her 13th birthday as well, mm-hmm. which was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, then we meet Leslie Miller, who loves her boyfriend quite a bit. Of course, just mm. a little bit. Um, is a little bit energetically dumb. <laughs> She's so dumb. I would say. She's enthusiastic. 
also, enthusiastic. It's, it's Amy Adams, and it's weird yeah, seeing it's her Adams. with blonde hair. Mm. It is. It's really... I didn't know it was her for a yeah. good few minutes. I was like, where's Amy? I was like, yeah. oh, oh, that's her. Like, oh, she yeah. is the blonde, slutty cheerleader stereotype for people that are counting. Yes. Lisa Swinson, uh, she laughs a lot and loves New York. <laughs> yeah. Was that Brittany Murphy? Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy's brother yeah. is a drag queen. Not Brittany Murphy. Yes. In the movie, is a drag queen. Mm. But yeah, she likes to giggle quite <laughs> a bit in the film. Uh, Tess uh, Weenhouse loves dogs. <laughs> yeah, she, she does. She got, this this film, there's some really dark bits in this film because it's shot yeah. as like a mockumentary. So she's just chatting about her dog, but like how she, she used to have a German shepherd, but it had to go to a farm after it attacked her. And then she's like, they use the skin from my butt to remake but, my belly. Yeah. <laughs> they just drop in yeah. like really. Doesn't later yeah. on she's like she's got a lucky bolt that fell out of a plane and it like yeah. hit her in the head. <laughs> Which and I love the way they just drop it. Luckily, it was side on, so it didn't yeah. go straight Which through her brain. Which is a recurring event later on in the film, if you think about it. <laughs> as well um yeah. molly howard who has an asian family who's very all american and love their american daughter very much yeah well they just they also have an, an asian daughter, daughter they, who's um, apparently quite famous but, but i didn't know who she was they berate her constantly what do they call her andy hey what do they call the door um molly <laughs> the other daughter i don't I, don't know. I can't remember. I don't. Oh, I didn't hear it. They call her a, a non-sensitive, well, a sensitive word for nowadays. But let's put it that way. And, uh, and they use that yeah. word quite a bit. Yeah, they called her the. Uh, I'll just say it. they call her a retard as well. Very early on. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. Even though they say that word to our lot. daughter, who just like walks in the room, and then they do it as well. But the favorite word of the movie is the R word. So sorry, it's retard. Everyone. We did warn you. I mean, I'll say it. But we did warn you. I put the words out there. We did warn you. I'm just saying what the film said either way. Yeah. But yes, we'll try minimize it. So yeah, they, they love her very much all American family. <laughs> it's how they put it. Um, Janelle Betts, who does a lot of sign language for her mom, but then she does I don't it. think that's real sign language. No. And just moving no, her fingers. No, I don't, I don't think it is. It's all. mime. It's like Blue Man Group. Some of it I thought bit. was real and then... <laughs> <laughs> it's like Blue Man Group. It what is. What a deep it's, cut. It's, it's Blue Man Group. Does she? So she does it for her mom, right? But then when her mom's not even in the scene, she's still doing it. So it's just... She just does it all the time because yeah. she, she says she wants to spread sign language across America, which is great. But there's definitely bits where she's literally just moving her fingers around and it's not words. Yes. Yeah, we get Tammy Curry briefly, who's a farmer girl. Um, but before we could get any kind of known things about her, <laughs> her tractor blows up in an explosion, and we'll come to that later on. But um, yeah, Tammy is like on the soccer. She's like a big butch girl, and she's on the soccer team and the wrestling team. Bit of a tomboy uh, for yeah. anyone that is for it, and she's president of the gun club for anyone that is yes. my age yeah. she's basically a female joey lawrence from the 90s <laughs> i mean it's not a bad shout actually <laughs> she's she's a winner and she? she talks like she the, talks she sounds like she's doing a joey lawrence impression in like her interviews does she yeah when i was listening to it, i was like i was almost expecting her to go whoa but she didn't hmm. and then we get mary johansson <laughs> who is the reigning local pageant winner uh she also has anorexia or is an anorexic um, oh. and 
Yeah. We only see her for uh, a bit of the end and a bit of the start. But yeah, she's basically lying in bed still with her. I don't know if she saw a crown on and everything as well. Uh, I think she does. Yeah. You know how like, she does. They, they always like the the old queen. They do it in Drag Race as well. The old queen kind yeah. of like hands over to the new queen. Yeah. Like the pageant girl is what she's doing. But yeah, she is. Her hair is falling out and she's mm. very breathy and she's basically she's on a trip which anorexic she was also which again i know some people will be like like oh we can't do that but like i i get what they're trying to do here like where that is you know could be a thing you know in in, in these scenarios it is very you know? yeah clever yeah and that they are taking the yes there's some things in this well. film they're using because it's a mockumentary right they're using it to showcase like as you said the person who wrote this you know used was in pageants, yeah, yeah. And, and saw things that went on like yeah. i know that girls probably did that all the time to get finger down the mouth pageants, you know get used to happen skinny. all the time to just yeah. fucking throw up your food so you can stay skinny that was happening all the time and stuff like that you know yeah. You know a lot about the techniques. Well, back though. in the 2000s, it was a big it was a big deal. I remember it being on like, was it Louis Theroux that did a documentary on it? Or someone did something. <laughs> was Louis Theroux anorexic? Oh, I don't know. No, he did a documentary on the pageantries and, and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it can't be a healthy environment. No, especially mums you know, like telling you to, come on, you're going to win. And then, you know, pressurizing yeah. you and all that kind of shit. But, it's hard to listen to your well, doesn't, and- doesn't Mary say that two weeks... Or like four weeks before the pageant that she won, she yeah. was sewing her costume, polishing her tap shoes, and then running yeah. like 16 miles on all whilst on 400 calories, calories a day. Yeah. yeah, when they're saying like, when they're counting down towards the pageant, she says that's what she was doing. There you go. But she's, a, she's recovering. Okay. It's a film, but yes. It's a um, film, bad. And then we get our judges. So we get John Doe. Who's uh who's a perv? He's uh Yeah, he's, he shouldn't be a he's, judge. he's a bit of a perv. <laughs> Can we appreciate how genius that name is for I uh, did his laugh. character? Yes. I did yeah. laugh. Yes. John Doe. It's Doe Doe is in bread. Um, yes. Um yeah, he uh is like I call him the obvious perv where he's just got like a camera young girls it's so creepy. he's like i'm sat yeah. here just watching them you know exercise like everyone else is you know everyone else is watching you know like me you know, that kind of stuff yeah yeah isn't I, over he, overcompensating it, as if he's being like yeah. questioned by police and like, like it gets creepier every time he calls them the young girls because mm. that's all he says he's like oh i'm just watching the young girls oh, i'm excited to see the young girls talent like, oh every time you say it, it gets worse there you mm. go. uh we got harold's who owns a paint and hardware store and then his brother, who I remember is uh, Will Sasso, who used to do the Vines. And he's in this film. If anyone remembers Vine, he, used to, he was very popular in Vine. That's him. Um, I do. Uh, his brother is also called, well, he's used the term that we... He's called Hank. He's called Hank, but he's also, I mean, he's got a disability. And then again, this film uses the same word that I mentioned earlier with him he's the retard that everybody minimize it ben i said well, we're on three I, you said, I said twice it at the start, i've said and it we once can refer back to it so but that's what they refer to him I know. as like i'm gonna do a super cut of all the times you say <laughs> no, it. don't um and then we got <laughs> it's just like literally they don't nobody ever calls him hank they'll be like oh he's you know 
the R word's got his pants open and stuff. Yeah. Oh, they you use don't it like it, it's weird because in the fi- well, it's not weird, but in the film, like they con like it seems like everyone refers to him as like not as like Hank. It's just that's what I mean. That. Yeah. And it's like okay, I get it, but. It's a bit too much. Yeah, it's yeah. too much. Um, He's like the village idiot, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I don't know if that's better, Andy. <laughs> There's a more polite way of saying it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Jean is, uh, who works in the furniture store with uh, Zabecki's dad, um, who doesn't speak, which you referred to earlier, uh, doesn't yes. speak. They, apparently they wouldn't, they wouldn't have a speaking part and it's something to do with how much they get paid because if you are an extra and you don't have any lines you get paid less yeah oh okay so it was really weird though having that because the, the only note i wrote for her is why doesn't she speak and that was the entire thing of her mm. character is like and that's literally the only reason is because of some bullshit behind the scenes stuff and nothing to do it with seems the movie like you would you have i know the character you got two other kind of characters as judges and then you just got her and it just feels a bit like i guess she's supposed to just be very very timid yeah right because you got but and you got two, make any sense. two dudes making decisions for separate reasons and then like a young woman i, I say young woman a woman a young girl <laughs> right so in the days leading up to the pageantry <laughs> uh many odd events occur around the town including uh, contestant Tammy Curry, uh, president of the gun club, as I said, who was killed in her when her tractor explodes. Uh, and then we get the, bo- uh, the death of a boy Becky liked, but interested in Amber. And um, and she ends up ruining it as a hunting incident in one brief scene when she has a gun in her hand. And she says, oh, yeah, he's dead. And he that's gets it. <laughs> shot between the eyes, mm. which apparently is unusual for hunting season for Brett. They do say there's an increase in deaths because it is hunting season, right? <laughs> Yeah. In the town. They do. Like, everyone's just like, oh, he got shot hunting. Yeah, watch. it's very, like, when s- when weird. something bad happens in this, it's sort of just, like, it's very brushed off very quickly. And even... The- yeah, they're like, oh, Tammy was probably smoking on the tractor. Yeah. And Amber's like, she never smoked on the tractor. Even... Mm-hmm. even- She's smarter Tammy's than funeral when they're all there. <laughs> so we're just like, right, let's get back to, like, back to the pageant. Like, something yeah. Um, so Amber decides uh, to pull out after receiving a threatening note uh, um, to the pageantry and her mother is injured in an explosion in her mobile home where she had a beer can uh, stuck to her when she came out of the hospital and things like that yeah, yeah. so how the beer can got like fused Melted. to her hand yeah. but it was okay because as her mom was flying out of the burning trailer <laughs> she put Amber's tap shoes into her panties so that they wouldn't get burnt up with the rest of their stuff. Mm. Consideration, yes. But yeah, her mother has a go. Certainly, <laughs> they certainly need a wipe down. Oh, Andrew, that woman almost died. But she kept her beer up though, didn't she? Didn't spill a drop. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I think it was just stuck to her hand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Amber has a telling off from her mom in the hospital, uh, and uh, after that, she kind of reconsiders because she wants to make her mother proud. Uh, and then we get to the dress rehearsal. Follow a fellow contestant, Janelle Betts, swaps numbers with Amber. There is a couple of things before this. I'm trying to remember. There's kind of just little bits and bobs. I'm trying to remember like all of them. Um, they do. For, they, well, they the do their rehearsal. dance dance number practice and stuff in the street with the chairs they, and stuff is this like. not where they do the interview 
Is that not they the do the interview. Yes, they do the kind of interview stuff yeah. after the hospital so scene. They, yeah. the, so the judges, the judges have to interview them, and they have questions like, "If you could be a type of tree, what would you be?" <laughs> yeah. And like the the Japanese. Oh, there was a girl we missed out. The actress that doesn't really do much. She oh, does that yeah. weird sort of green monologue. Yeah. There's like a theater kid that's just doing it for extra credit. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because pageant girls can get into acting, but she's not really a major. I've just remembered her. Um, but like the Japanese adopted girl is like, I would be a bonsai tree, and then fucking Becky is like, I would be a tree with strong roots in a community and a big Christian trunk, and like. Leafy branches to give shade, shelter, disabled to all kids them. Yeah, shade, yeah. <laughs> and then, and everyone gets like a fairly easy question, like you know, like an opinion question, mm. and then they go to Amber, name and spell, spell every American state in order, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's a tough question. Yeah, I mean, she smashes it, but she shouldn't have. I don't, I don't think anyone would actually. I think that would be more difficult than unless you'd actually learned it on purpose. I uh, I went to Cat. Oh, fucking Arkansas first. And then she went Alabama. No, and I went, oh, Alabama. yeah, I fucked Alaska's up Alaska's before Alabama. So is Arizona. No, uh, Alabama, then As- Alaska, Arizona is the ones that she does. And then the end. Yeah. So, and then they do their dress rehearsal. And the dress rehearsal. <laughs> fellow contestant Janelle Bet swaps numbers with Amber. I can't remember why. She just wanted to go on first. Her because, mom was there, right? no. No, because her cousin, she's the one that loves sign language. Her mm, cousin yeah. has just had a deaf baby yeah. and she's well excited, even though it uh, wouldn't know sign language because it had just been born. Yeah. So she switches to go first in Amber's place um, because she wants to leave to go and see the day, the deaf baby. Yeah, and um, she gives her the number eight, which mm-hmm. uh, Amber is stoked about because that was Diane Sawyer's number. Yeah. But also, people are already dying. You never change your numbers or do anything like, I mean... It, Good for Amber, as we'll find out, but... Spoilers. You don't do that shit. Midway through uh, Janelle's performance, a stage light knocks her unconscious. Spoilers. And renders her deaf. Deaf. (laughs) She's well excited (laughs) that she's deaf afterwards. Is she deaf afterwards? That's what it says. Yeah, they say at the end, yeah, at the end of the movie, they chat about her. um, They're like, oh, is she all right? And Amber's like, oh yeah, she's really happy because now she's deaf. Oh, I thought she died. No fucking... No, No, she didn't die. She just ended up in hospital. And then, so I hope she learns proper sign language now that she's actually deaf. Luckily, mm. uh, she knows American sign language, so she claims that despite dropping out of the pageant, she has never been happier. At the pageant, Amber's dance costume disappears. She blames Becky, and they have a cat fight. I wouldn't say it's a cat fight; just a bitch and bitch off. Can we just talk about their um, their first before we get to that point? Their the first bit where they have to pick their favorite monument and then make a hat that looks like it. Oh yeah. yeah. The um like, the Mount Rushmore one, fantastic. Yeah, Becky's was good. Amy Adams's Washington Monument was very sexual. Oh yeah, one of them's very not a Hollywood sign. Uh, Brittany Murphy's was the best because she puts a Barbie covered in tin foil holding a yeah. candle <laughs> on a hat that she can't light. <laughs> and then someone had the the wool, the ball of wool. The, the girl that loves dogs. <laughs> yes. Um, she misunderstood the assignment. the assignment and she just does her uncle's biggest ball of yarn. <laughs> thing, like one of those sideshow, like the world's biggest thermometer. And then so it, then the hat falls off her head. <laughs> Bless. 
Um, but yes, Amber's dance costume disappears. She blames Becky. They have a fight. Uh, and then pageant... Uh, oh, here we go. Pageant choreographer... Uh, choreographer? Close Chris choreographer. Is, that was Chris, good. Yeah, Chris uh, gives Amber a new costume. However... Uh, Iris and Gladys say she can't perform as the new costume was not approved weeks ago and you're not allowed and and we want to uh, tailor make this so Becky gets it obviously so yeah, yeah. Um, when Lisa finds Amber crying she drops out of the whole thing and gives her her approved costume something that we didn't mention earlier when Amber is in the morgue she likes to tap dance and obviously you've mentioned tap dance oh, that's shoes her, yeah, that's her talent. Yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, and she gives a tap dance performance to everyone. Well, hang on, hang on. We're a little bit ahead of ourselves because there's some other, there's some <laughs> other ones first, but also, you know how we were talking about them just dropping dark bits into it. Like when Brittany Murphy's like, she says, Oh, I'm going to drop out and you can have my costume. She's like, you can't do that. And she's like, no, it's fine. Like my family only needs like one like dancer because her brother's a drag queen oh yeah 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 and she's like um you know we, my family only needs one Liza and Peter's got better legs than me anyway and she's like um oh, what did she say she's like oh you know they only had me because Peter needed that kidney anyway mm. so then we get uh Becky who sings a cringeworthy song I can't remember what you're, it was she doesn't even sing no she's supposed to sing you're just too good to be Drew but she just talks it. She- she's just like you're just it's like Marilyn Monroe, sort of like Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> just does it in the style yes. of um, William Shatner. Or William oh, Shatner, yeah, it is. yeah. Actually, yeah. I assume she was going for Marilyn Monroe and not William Shatner. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, and then she suddenly starts dancing with a life-size Jesus doll on a crucifix, <laughs> which comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that she's like clearly made. Yeah. yeah. He's like Velcroed. He's Velcroed onto the cross. And at one point she like takes his arms down so he can hug her and they can die. And he's shredded. He is shredded, yeah. Fucking Jesus was shredded, though. a 12 though. pack for Jesus. Jesus Christ. She also, I do like the way that she... Um, tips it and just walks off the stage carrying him on her back <laughs> like on the cross as it's mentioned here is both amusing and horrifying for the audience uh the winners are have we got through everyone i think we've got through uh, well then then kirsten dunce does her tap dance oh bit. yeah i wasn't sure and i googled it i wasn't sure that was all her but i couldn't find an answer I feel like it was a bit, it, someone else was tap dancing and then the bits with her face in, obviously, but I couldn't find it. I think the majority of it was her, maybe like the big moves or, so, or something that, yeah. I don't know. But There was just a couple like of bits and I thought, oh, that looks a bit like a, someone else. Maybe. But it was impressive. She got a standing ovation. She did. Uh, the winners are announced. Uh, so we got uh, cheerleader, Leslie, is second, second runner-up, so third place. Why he calls second runner-up? Which her boyfriend is really excited about until later, and then he's yeah, like, he suddenly switches third. from really like mad. really happy for her, and then the uh, the scene after this, he's just like third place, like, no, you fucking third place. Um, Amber is first runner-up, and Becky wins without her mother really reading the actual envelope, which makes me think. Uh, does she not? I thought she, she opens it and look, she's just excited. No, she's like, she sort of just looks, she sort of, she's opening it and she goes, oh, it, oh, it's Becky, it's Becky, like sort of like that. And it's sort of not, she doesn't really stare at it. So I'm thinking, did she actually win it or did she not? Maybe she, like, maybe she knew because it was going to be between oh, she her knew and Amber, already. And Amber didn't Yeah. Win. Well, or she fixed it. We, yeah, it was fixed. It was definitely fixed. Well, yeah, we yeah. got we got a thing with the judges 
bit where they're just like the um Mr. Doe, the perv, is sort of just like, well, we'll just put our scores together and uh, we'll see how it goes and stuff like that. But there was, I didn't know if there was a scene where she like slipped them a twenty dollar so. bill or something, but I didn't see. That. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Um, so Becky's won, hooray! Everyone's happy. Not really, just her mum and her. Everyone is pissed, pissed. off. And the next day we get Bicky, uh, Bicky, <laughs> Becky's <laughs> victory parade, which she's on a. A swan, from what I remember. Yeah. Uh, made of paint, like it's a float made of chicken wire and tissue, tissue paper. paper. Yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, in one moment. Also, was it awkward that, sorry, that she, they keep going how she got her dad to get some of his Mexican workers to oh, build yeah. it, but they all say Mexican and it's. Her dad is actually like the worst. Like he's just I remember every he's scene he says something that's like he's, uh, he's a creep, isn't he? Yeah. He's a creep. He's hitting on a girl at one point at the pageant. He slapped He's uh, got one of those globes with booze he's in. He's been slapping what's her face, the judge's butt when he was in the in the furniture store yeah. and stuff like that as well. Mm. Like, yeah, he's he's the worst. So yeah, so she has a victory pride. Um her mother then like lights one of the uh sparklers, sparklers. on the side of, of this uh tissue paper tissue paper uh float and then accidentally when she's not looking, the whole thing goes on fire and then it <laughs> explodes with Becky on it and she dies. That is the third explosion, if anyone's a lot counting. Lot of explosions in the film. I didn't expect a lot of explosions in this kind of film, but yeah, a lot of explosions. Um, almost like a Michael Bay film. It is almost, <laughs> almost. I wish Michael Bay's films were more like this. So uh, Gladys fires into a blind rage, <laughs> admitting for being responsible for all the shenanigans. Uh, is immediately arrested. She also kind of just tells off everyone while she's there. How? So she 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 goes nuts and she's like, "Fuck all of you! You're all losers!" Yeah. And yeah, I killed them. And and then she gets obviously the somebody's called the police. Because a swan has exploded. But they literally just walk straight up to her and arrest her. How did they which, know that she needed arrest? Which arresting? is kind of funny because the police, we get little things with the police about the accidents that happen and they just kind of say, oh, it was a, like a wa- bad oh, wiring yeah, an incident accident. and stuff. So the police are oh, yeah. typical movie police where they're just like, oh, it was just an accident when all these deaths happen. Yeah. So how did they know she needed arresting? Because she was saying bad language. <laughs> yeah, but they just... <laughs> She said the R word too there many you times. Go. She's been arrested. They were over it. Because of this, because of the death, Amber becomes the new pageant winner. Yay! Do you think that Amy Adams's boyfriend is now happier because she's second, not third? I mean, do you think he's happy again now? I, I do. I do like the girl. I do hope she leaves him for someone else because he's just seemed like a bit of a but dork. We find out what they do at the end, but I don't think he was mentioned. Oh. So hopefully, she got rid of him. Anyway, so the the next bit is weird for me. The next <laughs> bit is really weird. The ending basically is weird. It's very rushed, isn't it? Yeah. So we get to the state championship, and Amber wins it by poisoning all the contestants. She doesn't she poison, doesn't poison them. them. She just doesn't eat the shellfish. So what? So the the shellfish is just. Bad, so she goes and she to, doesn't eat she, it, and she's the only one that doesn't eat it. She by says she, she says why? Yeah, she. So they go to state. Um, all the girls that go there from the rest of the state look about thirty. Just like to put it yeah. Out. And they 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 usually they're supposed to stay overnight, but because of budget cuts, they don't. 
And then, so they have to all get ready. And then they, they put on a seafood buffet, yeah, which I, know, yeah. I don't know how Andy agrees with this, but I would have been all over that oh. shit. I would have been. Uh, I don't like seafood. Uh, oh, see, I'd so there you go. Route. So if we'd have gone, Andy would be Amber. You and I would be in hospital throwing I just up. find it strange, right? That every it is a, single it is a silly one coincidence. of them all got sick. Yeah, but there's three of us here. There was like, and Andy, how many there? There's like a good ten. Right? Yeah, but if you 20? if you're all eating from one buffet, like seafood can make you super sick. My <sighs> friend Carrie eats oysters all the time, even though she's had food poisoning from them at least three times. Oh, that's disgusting. Stop. I th- it's very easy to get food poisoning from shellfish as what well. What I thought it was is that because Amber got this far, she had a change of kind of heart and no, she became the Becky lovely. and no. poisoned them. No, it, it was just. Was pure I thinking dumb luck. too much? Was I doing a thinking man's yes. game again? Yeah. I'm thinking too much. Oh, of course, it was. Yeah. Anyway, Andy, do you not eat shellfish because you shouldn't eat something that can carry its house on its back? <laughs> no, I don't eat shellfish because I don't really like fish or the flavour. <laughs> I don't fish. like fish, but I love shellfish. Um, shellfish is great. But that, I think that's another reason. You know, you wouldn't eat a homeless person. You wouldn't eat. You wouldn't eat a hobo you with a know. fucking bindle, would you? They carry that I house might. around. So if Soylent Green's coming up in 2024 and we start eating people, you don't know what I would do. No. I might steal a DVD. You don't know. That is a fair point. Right. Well, Penny's getting arrested for us two. I haven't stolen a DVD. <laughs> you have intentions to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to if I was going to steal something, I don't think DVD would be on my list these days. <laughs> fair enough. So then she wins. Hang on, hang on. Because everybody else is sick. So yeah, she gets an all-expensive paid trip she goes to the national pageant. Upon arrival, Amber and the other state win- winners are devastated to find that Cosmetics Company was shut down for tax evasion. And this sends all the contestants, except Amber, on a rampage, vandalizing the property in the building. Because Amber's sweet. I do love that... That nobody, they didn't, nobody told them. Like, I know, like, the company that got shut down. <laughs> yeah. But, like, did it get shut down the day before? No, just that second. nobody told just them? Just that second. Just Talks like... down. <laughs> just that second. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to a few years later, uh, and Gladys escapes uh, from prison and is sniping from the top of Mount Rose Supermarket, <laughs> declaring her intent to take revenge on Amber. Uh, oh, I didn't realise it was Gladys. Sniping for yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I'll tell you about the alternative ending in a minute. During the six-hour police standoff, a television reporter is at the scene and is hit by a stray bullet. We just brush that away really quickly and Amber picks up the microphone, <laughs> taking over reporting the story and impressing the news station with her like praise and confidence. Like, like Diane Sawyer, apparently. Yeah. But also, she's so good, they give her the job. She's 17. Th- mm. That's also a bit weird. So they just make her an anchor woman yeah. at 17. This, thing no, is- this is a few years later. She's probably early 20s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Amber then becomes co-anchor of the evening news for Min- Minneapolis, St. Paul. Minneapolis. Minneapolis? Minneapolis. God, I watch football. I should know this. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. Uh, W-A-Z-B-T-V Minilopolis uh, Thus fulfilling her dream of possibly becoming the next Diane? Question mark The end <laughs> and, uh, Well what happens What happens to everybody else? Um, um, well, Amy Adams goes to beauty school sure. I can't remember Amy Adams goes to beauty school Yes Oh yeah and then 
another dark bit. They're like, if anybody's seen from her, please call this number because she was last seen. Yeah. Uh, um, I think the it, it, isn't the the girl that we don't talk about uh, that much. The, the the smoker girl wins the pageantry when she was slagging it off the whole time. No, that Gladys. Wi- no, Gladys wins the. No, she doesn't. Gladys enters the pageant in prison um, and comes second, right. and she's standing there looking really cross with a cigarette. Right. Okay. Um, I can't remember the rest. I didn't write it down. Uh, Amber's mom gets a metal hand or she gets a hook mm. she gets a hook because they obviously couldn't get the um the can off her hand so just replace the hook i can't remember okay With well hook. we don't well, need I don't to suppose she can afford a hand okay. well we don't know we don't know okay. but that is no, uh drop that gorgeous well, do you uh, want to tell yeah i know you want to tell the alternative ending penny because you so what is it so originally the shooting spree that was gladys was perpetuated by the old lady librarian who we haven't talked about, but she pops up in a couple of talking heads. Mm. She's quite a manly librarian and she won back in the 1800s. So I'm not really sure how they put that. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not, I don't know how they put that into the story. And then um, poor old Gladys hangs herself in prison. Mm. Apparently the scene was, you can just see her like feet and legs swinging from the ceiling next to a ashtray with a half smoked lit cigarette in it. And that was the end. Um, but the test audience felt that was one step too far and did not enjoy it. But I think I'm with them on that one. Like Gladys being pissed off because she only came second in the pageant. Does this kind of go with our talk about capital punishment earlier? It does a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> was it better for Gladys to suffer in her pageant than... <laughs> get the easy way I think so Got full circle yeah we've done it again yeah so the film what do you think of it Penny so this. I fucking love this film I forgot how much I love this film <laughs> yeah apart from the stereotypes and the slurs which we can't have now I think it is a very smart movie with the way it takes the, the piss out of certain things uh, and I do like a bit of comedy that makes you laugh and makes you go oh can you really say that at the same time? Oh, you're a '90s girl. The car- oh, that's all over. Yeah, we used to we used to be allowed to say it. God damn it! Um, <laughs> and now we can't. Um, the cast in this is so good as well. I thought everyone was great. Yeah, and uh, I feel like I don't. Obviously, it wasn't Kirsten Dunst's first movie because we all know how Andy loves her as a child in Interview with the Vampire. Rephrase that. Did we have to? Yeah, did we have to leave the bit where you said as a child? Given the movie, Andy loves Interview with the Vampire, and she is a child in that. Is that better? Um, Better. I mean, we could have done the small soldiers, but yeah, stop throwing your co-host under a fucking bus. As we'll do right back to you. All right, there you go. Well, I asked don't my mum how many times you called Freddy Krueger a pedophile. You haven't listened to her so yet, shut so your face. you don't no, know. No, I haven't, but I've, don't, been, don't I've forget been, a pen. she said it enough. Don't forget a pen, I'm editing this, so that supercut <laughs> is going to happen now. <laughs> I nearly said it just so you could have another one. <laughs> ah, yeah, I think this film is smart and funny and everyone in it is great. I miss Brittany Murphy, 8 out of 10. Andy... Um, I went into this with low expectations because it was a penny <laughs> film. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm really sorry. Fuck you guys. However, 
I was pleasantly surprised. Your lovely lady cat loved it as well. She did, yeah. It was a lot better than I thought. It was fun. Some genuinely hilarious lines and deliveries. I like a mockumentary sort of style, particularly like a comedy sort of thing. Um, Underrated gem. I think it is an underrated gem and I can understand why it was a cult classic. My only issue with it is it could have ended 20 minutes earlier. We didn't need to see it go to state. We didn't need the national shit. I understand that they had to get like the the Diane Sawyer bit, but I think they could have cut it when she gets the letter saying that she's off to state and then just done the jump forwards from then. Yeah. Um, it was. It did feel a bit like an afterthought, isn't it? And I was like, well, of course she would then go to state and then she would go to nationals. So we can't finish yeah. it here, but we don't really have time. So if we cram yeah. it in and well, make yeah. it so she can't do it. Yeah. Well, how are we going to get it to national? I don't know. Maybe everyone gets food poisoning. Done. Put it in the yeah. script. Right, yeah. Um, I, I, did partic- I don't think we talked about it. I did particularly like the bit in the pageant where they're doing the group dance on freshly painted ladders yeah, we in white bit. costumes and they end up with like blue marks all over themselves like, and then fun. trying to get the paint off with like white spirit with, with white spirit <laughs> off their hands yeah so i i i would watch it again <gasps> he never says that's that unusual. he always says he wouldn't rush to watch mm. it again <gasps> yeah that's unusual so i'm gonna give it a seven Ooh. yeah I went into this film with low expectations. <laughs> Sorry, You're going to apologise to me now the next time a film comes out no, of the hat. you got to keep it consistent. So if you have another one like this, then maybe that bar goes up, you know. Well, it depends what you pick out of the hat. Oh, okay. Because some of them are good. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was, um, it was enjoyable. Some hit and misses on the joke sometimes. I didn't find it like hilariously laugh, laugh out loud. But there was couple of funny things in it and yeah it's it's i saw it yeah like andy i sort of like mockumentaries like i'm instantly like will watch them or like instantly um gravitate to them is that um but um yeah i enjoyed it uh the ending as andy says could be cut down i agree with that um but yeah they're just some of the like some of the jokes were just I don't know if it's a case of it's not like a case of oh it doesn't age well it's just like they weren't funny like even if it was made in you know even if I was watching it in 999 I don't think I, some of the jokes I would have laughed at anyway but either way he's trying to say that he wouldn't laugh at the jokes about the no 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 it's nothing to do think- with that <laughs> nothing to do with any of the stuff oh. it's just the jokes were flat in not using a what's considered you know offensive things nowadays just with some of them like the asian we missed that bit the asian girl's talent well not the asian adoptee her talent was line dancing because they were like so into her being american Mm. and you're just like oh that's too yeah i think there's some cringe on the nose or or there's some some things that just i saw it just was like i we get it we get it or like i didn't know if that was a joke you know sometimes i was like is that the joke i didn't really understand but or was that the funny bit you know when you're questioning things and i'm just like okay i did like that every time the cameras turned up at certain places they'd be like are we on cops again and then cops show up at the at the end yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's quite good um yeah i think this is very watchable and um I enjoyed it. Didn't love it. Enjoyed it. I'll give it a six out of ten. That's good. That's the score that I assumed you would put in and write down for you. So now I don't have to change it. I've got one question for you, Pen. Mm. Early on, when she's in the like 
canteen and she's cleaning the trays. She's talking to the the camera crew about, oh no, we can't talk here. Yeah. And then the camera crew goes to find her specifically. Is there any reason for that? Because it felt That's like there was implied found, there was motive. She doesn't want Becky to see that she's found the note. Because that's after she found the note, and after, so we kind of skipped over it. She's Becky is in the lunch queue with Brett, and she's asking him out. And he's like, "Oh, I can't. I have practice. Oh, I can't. I'm busy." And mm. then when they get to the front of the line, Becky leaves, and he starts asking Amber out. And then literally the next day, he's dead. So I think the implication is that with that and the note, Amber's like, I don't want Becky to see me talking to you because I'm well, going to get I murdered. Thought, I thought she they spoke to her. They said that to her before they... They did, but I don't think Brett Becky was, was around. I think it was because Becky was in the canteen. Mm, something like maybe. that. So then they, then they went... That's what I got from it anyway. Then they went to her yeah. house and talked to her rather than she's like, I don't want... Becky to see me talking to you. Yeah, that's fair. It felt a little bit clunky, but it's fun. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Good. Please don't be another one of mine. I can't fucking stand it. It's an Andy film. Oh. This could go one of two it ways. Does. Silly action <laughs> film. Or. Love Guru. <laughs> uh. It's been a. Uh, ha- there wasn't a sequel. Was what, what was your last one? Rollable. Oh fuck! Oh god, I forgot. <laughs> Silly action movie. Oh, but the one, the one before that was Love Guru, and the one before that was Nightcrawler. I mean, oh, Nightcrawler was fantastic, but yeah. Uh, so let's see what we're watching in two weeks' time from Andy. We will be watching the 2016 film, a comedy adventure film. Swiss Army Man, starring. Oh, that's got you love him. Unlovable. <laughs> Al Yankovic. Dan, I mean, Daniel, Harry Potter. Daniel I mean... Kwan or Craig. <laughs> what? Daniel Craig. No. Daniel Radcliffe. No, that's the director I was talking about. <laughs> I was trying to do oh. a joke. Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. Sorry, we did. I didn't know who the director and Paul was. Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I he... love Paul Dano. Hang on. Is he? We've seen Paul and Mary Dano Elizabeth. In, what the fuck, Andy? This is like every universe combined into one. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Wow. Would you like to explain Swiss Army Man a little bit? Um. This this is a film that was recommended to me by our mutual friend. Have you not seen it, Ed? I've no, I've seen it. Okay. Right. <laughs> um. And he said I would love it, and I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I'll try it. Uh, and I watched it and was mesmerized. Um, it goes it takes a weird it's, it's got an, it's an odd story mm. the concept is unusual but I think if you sit with it and you stick with it you'll get a lot out of it yeah I just saw the the description of it it reminds me of a, a, a weekend <laughs> at Bernie's <laughs> um, I, I don't know about you don't that. know about that the, okay right the, the general the general art story is a man is shipwrecked and all he has for company is a dead body okay yeah so it does sound a bit like we can but yeah i hope daniel radcliffe speaks a little bit we'll see uh that's in two weeks time a real film A, a real boy it's one of the hat one of the films that i was excited to come out of the hat okay because oh. i think i think you we both it. enjoy it 
two comedies in two weeks. God, can we get any funnier? That's because Dan loves to laugh. Was Rollerball a comedy? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks with that, and then we'll be back next week for some other shenanigans. But uh, Penny, what's the socials? You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Unusual Suspects Pod and on Twitter at Unusual Podspect. I'm at Penny underscore Photopit. I'm Dan Talkslot. That choice is 21. And do leave us a review. I haven't asked for a while, but leave us a fucking review. <laughs> like and subscribe. Spotify, leave us a review. You can, you can give us stars on Spotify. You can. And don't forget the apples. The apple is still there. It's still on the tree and it's still... I wonder if one could use a review. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Just give us some stars. We like stars. Try to make a metaphor out of uh, reviews. And it, oh, that's why I didn't no, get it. Anyway, uh, we're back next week. Hope you have a lovely October now, which is the scariest of the months because it is Halloween soon. <laughs> Ooh, internet goes. Can't wait to talk about horror for a whole fucking month. Am I right? Probably not. No. No. No, no. I mean, I've talked about horror for at least the last two weeks. Three years. Is there any yeah. other... Oh, right, three years. Is there any other... Penn talks... Go on. Penn talks about horror for 109 episodes. Yeah, she did. Is there any other no, special... No, 108, because I wasn't in one of them. I'm not going to give my word that. <laughs> Is there any other special holiday or special day that comes before... Kwanzaa. Before... I don't know. What? what? Before Halloween it's and Christmas. Holiday. Is there any other event? That I don't think there is. No. Right? Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh, we could watch some Thanksgiving films. I, I know Hallmark makes quite a few that are quite great. Oh my god, you've just made me think. There is, I've got a Thanksgiving film. Okay, well, we're pre planning content as we speak, as we end the show. So thank you very much yep. for watching. Uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. Have a pleasant occasion. <laughs>